Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Stay where you are. Do not break the stillness of this moment, for this is a time of mystery, a time when imagination is free and moves forward swiftly, silently. This is the haunting hour. A man sits quietly by his fire, his eyes drawn to the shifting, darting tongues of flame. The crackle of the burning wood breaks in upon the silence, and the man stirs comfortably in his chair. Roger Stevens is at peace with the world. Lost in the stillness of his study, the goodwill of the universe seems crowded into this man's successful life. But there is a deception to this peaceful scene of contentment, for at this very moment, the life of Roger Stevens abruptly changes its course. There it is, the phone jangling harshly, cutting the silence into jarring bits of sound. Roger Stevens becomes aware of the insistent ringing. He rises from his chair walks toward the telephone. He is wondering who can be calling at this late hour. It is almost midnight. There. He is lifting up the phone. Hello? Hello? Who is this, please? Is this Roger Stevens? Yes, but who's calling? Did you live in Oak City about ten years ago? Yes. See here, who the devil is this? My name doesn't matter, Mr. Stevens. But I'd like you to know that I'm a friend of Mike. Mike? Mike who? You know who I mean, all right? Say, if this is some sort of joke, it's a rather poor one. I'm afraid I'll have to bid you good night. Don't do that, Mr. Stevens. You'd better hear what I have to say. Who are you? I guess you wouldn't know me without my wings, Mr. Stevens, but you might call me an avenging angel. And, oh, you're drunk. Go home and sleep at all. I've been looking for you for ten years. I thought you might have changed your name, but you played it smart. After the verdict of suicide, you figured you were in the clear. Now, look here, whoever you are. This ceases to be an amusing situation. If you don't tell me who you are and what you want, I'm going to hang up. All right, Mr. Stevens, if that's the way you want it, okay, I'll give it to you straight. Ten years ago, Mike was in business with you. He found you were stealing from company funds. You killed him. Forced the books to make it look like you'd been the guilty man. And planted the idea of suicide. I never believed it. Never. Why, you're crazy. I don't know what you're talking about. And when I came home, I tried to tell the police that it couldn't have been suicide, but they wouldn't listen. You had left the city. No one knew where. Now listen to me, you fool. You've got the wrong man. I don't know any man named Mike. I never killed anyone. I know you murdered Mike, Mr. Stevens. I've got the proof. But I'm not giving it to the cops. 
going to kill you myself. I'm going to make you suffer like Mike. Now, look, I tell you, you're wrong. I don't know who you are or what you want. If this is some joke... You know it's not a joke. Now, look, if you don't leave me alone, I'll call the police. It's a good idea, Mr. Stevens. Why not tell the police you're a murderer? It might be better that way with clear Mike. Okay, then. Two days are all you get. Confess the murder in two days. Or I'll kill you myself. Confess to what? I've done nothing. Two days, Mr. Stevens. Two days. Hello. 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 Now, uh, I've heard stories like this before, Mr. Stevens. There's no cause for alarm. But this fellow threatened to kill me, Lieutenant. Naturally, that's part of the routine. These practical jokers have rather wild imaginations. Lieutenant, I'm not yet convinced. Take my word for it, then. I've been a police officer for 20 years. And I know a phony threat when I hear it. As for this murder you're supposed to have committed, well, I'm afraid the verdict is uh, not guilty. Hello? Sorry to bother you again so soon, Mr. Stevens. What is it? Why don't you let me alone? <laughs> I'll be around for two days. Unless you've just made that unnecessary. What do you mean? I just followed you to the police station. Did you confess to killing Mike? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Now, this has gone too far. Carrying murder around on your conscience for ten years must have worn you down. Now, listen to me, whoever you are. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been to the police, but only to report you for the nuisance you are. Now, I've a great deal of work to do, and I need my rest. Please don't bother me again. Good night. There. That's it, then. Oh, Walter, come in. I'm glad to see you. Sorry to disturb you this late, Roger. But I noticed a light in your window as I was passing by. Say, you look rather drawn. Huh? Been reading a mystery or something? Worse than that, Walter. I've been in one. You were... What? Oh, well, that's wonderful. <laughs> Here, let me sit down by the fire. Tell me all about it. It's not that amusing, Walter. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Roger. I, I didn't realize you were so upset. Well, tell Professor Stone all about it. Well, it began about two hours ago. Some fellow called me up on the phone and insisted that I'd murdered a friend of his. Roger, are you making this oh, up? Of course not. I told you it was incredible. This fellow, whoever he is, claimed that his friend used to be a partner of mine, that he supposedly committed suicide, but in reality, I'd killed him. <laughs> Roger, I've only known you for a few years, but it's never quite struck me that you were a Jack and Hyde Carey. I went immediately to the police, but they... They insist it's only a practical joke. What else could it be? Well, then how do you account for the fact that a few moments after I returned home, this madman phoned me again? He insisted that I confess the murder, and he's given me two days in which to do it. And if you don't confess this imaginary murder... He's going to kill me. <laughs> Say, he's covered everything. A very thorough fellow. But who can it be? Oh, probably one of the boys down at the office. You've been driving him pretty hard, you know. Well, I've got to, Walter. I promised the architectural blueprints for the new Wilson skyscraper by next week. If I don't deliver, I might as well declare bankruptcy. That's the biggest job I've ever gotten. Yes, I know. Your bid was a few thousand lower than mine. I hope you make it, Roger. It's a wonderful chance for you. Don't I know it. Everything was going along beautifully. Until this maniac began to bother me tonight. I'm worried about this. He must have me confused with someone else. Oh, forget about that, Roger. You've heard the last of him. Ah. 
There it is again. Shall I answer? No. No, I will. Maybe it's someone else. At this time of night? Hello? I'm outside the house, waiting. Why don't you tell me who you are? Here, let me have it. Hello? Hello? There's no one on here. Hello? 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 You're not hearing things, oh, are you, please, Roger? Walter, not from you. I couldn't stand it. Couldn't you recognize the voice? No, I can't. It's not familiar at all. I wonder why he left the wire when he heard my voice. Perhaps he knew you would have recognized it. Yes, that's probably it, Roger. Well, whoever it is, you'll be able to dress him down properly when you discover his identity. Then it'll be your turn to call him up all night long. Uh, if we're only a simple <laughs> If only... If only what, Roger? Oh, nothing, Walter, nothing. Well, I'll be getting along, Roger. You look as if you need some rice. I hope I can get it. Better see to it that you do. You have to be in shape for those Wilson building blueprints tomorrow. <laughs> Somehow they seem unimportant now. Look here, Roger. You're letting this thing get the better of it. Now hold on to yourself. Don't let this jokester upset you. <laughs> Thanks, Walter. I'll be all right. <laughs> That's the boy. Well, have a good night's sleep. It's about time you showed up, Stevens. I've been waiting here for you at my office for an hour. Well, I'm very sorry, Mr. Green. I came as quickly as I could. Do you have the blueprints for the Wilson building? Well, you know, it's quite an assignment, Mr. Green. I'm aware of that, Stevens. Your company promised those plans would be ready for me this week. I've got to start construction the day after tomorrow. Well, you'll have them, Mr. Green. I, I'm finishing them this evening at home. Very well, then. I'll expect the blueprints no later than to moon tomorrow. Well, they'll be ready. I promise you that. And if you fail, Stevens, you're through as an architect. I promise you that. Joe, is my car ready? Oh, hello, Mr. Stevens. Yeah, sure, it's all service. Oh, thanks, Joe. Oh, I say, Mr. Stevens. Yeah, Joe? Some fellow passed by and left this message for you. He... Who was he? I don't know. I never saw him before. You... All right, Joe. Uh, thanks. Okay, Mr. Stevens. Mike and me are waiting. Tell the cops the truth about the murder. You have one more day. Bless the guards. The angel. I've never heard of any criminal called the angel. Well, this fellow's no ordinary crook, Lieutenant. He's got me confused with someone else, someone who really murdered his friend. Well, you could check with the police of Oak City, but you don't even know the name of your hypothetical victim. Besides, it's obviously a hoax. You're a reputable citizen. But can't you trace this man by his note? Even a Ouija board couldn't help me with this, Mr. Stevens. Printed, and there's no legitimate signature. Any man in this city could have written it. Well, isn't there anything you can do? Frankly, I don't think anything's necessary. I still feel this is nothing but the work of a practical joker. Look, uh, can't you give me a police guard? Tell you what I'll do, Mr. Stevens. I'll post a man outside your house. That's the best I can do at the moment. Well... That's all I can do. What about the telephone call? I can't stop calls from coming through. But don't worry too much about that. Your angel is bound to get a wrong number sometime. All these plans for the building. I've got to finish them. If you'd only leave me alone. I can't think. Green must have them. Construction the day after tomorrow. 
No, I won't answer. Why doesn't he let me alone? He could only stop ringing. Hello, Mr. Stevens. I've been waiting for you to pick up the phone. I know you're there. That's all right. You don't have to answer. I guess you're tired. Ten years of hiding would be tough on any man. But it'll soon be over. Just one more day. Good night, Mr. Stevens. It won't be long now. Hello. Hello. Yes, Mr. Stevens. Operator. Yes, sir. Quickly, trace that call that just came to my apartment. What was that, Mr. Stevens? I said trace that call I just got. I don't understand, sir. There hasn't been a call to your apartment for two hours. Roger Stevens has turned sharply from its security and contentment to a torment of fear and anxiety. A strange man has been phoning him constantly, threatening him with death unless he confesses a murder to the police. Stevens has one more day left in which to confess this crime of which he knows nothing, or he will be killed. Roger Stevens feels a growing terror in his heart. Just a few moments ago, he had received another telephone call. But upon asking the switchboard operator to institute an immediate tracer, he was informed that no one had phoned his apartment for the past two hours. Roger Stevens sits in his study, staring vacantly into the fire, the dull glaze of fear in his eyes. The jangling of the phone again, like a sharp, sudden pain. He jumps up quickly, runs rapidly across the room. Hello? Hello? I understand you are looking for me, Mr. Stevens. Oh, yes, yes. I'd like to find you. You'll see me soon enough. You can count on that. Look, why don't you come to see me now, huh? Maybe we can talk this over. I made a bargain, Mr. Stevens. There's nothing else to say. I'll pay you anything, only go away. Leave me alone. You haven't much time left. Better make up your mind. For the last time, I tell you, I don't know your friend, Mike. You won't even let me know his last name. You know his name. Tell it to the police. Hey, look, I'm carrying a gun. If you try to touch me, I'll kill you. <laughs> Put it back in your desk. It won't do you any good. You're going to die. And without any company for me. You're a brave man hiding behind a voice. I won't have to much longer. Goodbye, Mr. Stevens. This is the last time I'll be calling you. The next time we talk, you'll see me much better than you do now. No, 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 wait, wait. I have, too long. Yeah, I know, Mr. Stevens, but a private detective has other things to do besides running around looking for comedians. Mr. Harris, I'll pay you any price you want, but I must have your protection. Ah, sorry, Mr. Stevens, but I can't take the case. But the man who's been calling me is a dangerous criminal. He's threatened to kill me. If he does, it'll be a joke on him. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but you see, I've heard so many similar cases to yours. How do you account for the telephone call to my apartment? Well, maybe the switchboard operator is in on the gag. Or maybe it's your imagination. It wasn't my imagination. There was such a call. Well, whoever your friend is, he's covered all the angles. Then will you help me? No. No, Mr. Stevens, I'm afraid I can't. It's not in my line. When you have a murder on your hands, look me up. (laughs) 
Take hold of yourself, Roger. You're going to pieces. What would you do? Somebody's threatened my life. I don't know him. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, it's it's just possible that this whole thing is real. I know it is. I know it is. Wally, you've got to help me. What can I do? Stay here in my office with me, Wally. Stay with me. You'll never come near me with, with you around. I can't do that, Roger. Oh, it's ridiculous. He wouldn't dare harm you. He's, he's just trying to frighten you. I'm not sure. I don't know. How can I take a chance with my life? Listen, Roger. You've got to get a grip on yourself. Green wants those blueprints by this afternoon. You know what it means if you fail to deliver them. I don't care. I can't finish this. But you must. It'll mean the end of your business if you I don't. I don't care. I don't care. I can't do it. Roger, come to your senses. Green will be here at any moment. Now, what did you tell him? Tell him just what I've told you. I'm giving up the plan. The Wilson building can be built by somebody else. You take it over. Are you sure of all this? Yes. You made up your mind? Yes, yes. Good heavens. Leave me alone, will all you? All right. All right, Roger. You know what you want. You go over to my place and wait for me there. I'll speak to Green when he arrives. I can stay with you, Walter. Of course you can, Roger. Now, don't worry any more about those telephone calls. We'll fight this thing together. Thanks, Walter. You'll hurry, won't you? As soon as I can, Roger. Here, I'll walk to the elevator with him. He said, I have until tonight. It'll probably end, then. He's tired of the whole thing himself. Oh, if I could only be sure. Here we are. Look, why don't you come home with me now, huh? Be reasonable, Roger. I've got to talk to Green about new blueprints for the Wilson building. Going down, sir. Goodbye, Roger. Don't worry. All the way, sir? Huh? Oh, uh, street level, yes. Say, you're new here, aren't you? Yes, Mr. Stevens. Well, that's strange, you're knowing my name. I saw you come in. I make it my business to know all the tenants in the places I work. You know, you're... You're strangely familiar to me. I've worked in a lot of buildings. No, it's not your face. It's... Anything wrong, sir? No. No, it's nothing. You were saying something about my being familiar, Mr. Smith. No, no, I, I was mistaken. Forgive me. What's wrong? Why are we stopping? I don't know. Who was stuck? What floor is this? We stopped between the fifth and sixth floors. Well, use your emergency switch. I've got to get out of here. I... The lights, sir. Lights have gone out. Yes. Yeah, our power's off. Uh, we may be stuck here for a few hours. Well, we can't be. Not not jailed up here in this elevator shaft. You don't have much choice, Mr. Stevens. Well, you better make yourself comfortable. Your, your voice. You're in the dark. There's something about it. I... Oh, is, is that what you recognize? No, oh, no. There, there's just something about it. It's probably just my imagination. Well, Mr. Stevens? Yes. Yes, what is this? I guess this is it. What do you mean? There comes a time in every man's life. No, stop that. No, don't, 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 don't come near me. When you pull your ideas together and think of how quickly the years have gone. No, 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 please, no, no, don't touch me, please. Life just seems to slip through your fingers. No, no, Stand back, stand back. Give him a little air, will you? What's, what's wrong here? What happened to Mr. Stevens? The elevator got stuck in the shaft, sir. Mr. Stevens, well, he sort of went to pieces. Stevens. Yeah. Stevens, wake up, man. Wake up. How do you feel? Oh. Oh. Oh, Mr. Green. Yes. The elevator man, he tried to attack me. Oh, I did nothing of a sort, sir. He just went wild in the car and began screaming like 
Someone was trying to murder him. Before you had this fit of yours, Stevens, did you finish the plans? But I didn't uh, do anything to him. All right, that's enough. I believe you. Well, Stevens... No, Mr. Green, I'm sorry. Walter Stone is up in my office. He's taking over. He had better take over everything, Stevens. You're through in this town. I'll see to that. Hello, Roger. Oh, hello, Walter. I'm as quickly as I could. <laughs> Old man Green was a bit of a problem. It took a lot of convincing that I could finish the plan. Don't talk to me about the poop, Prince. I'm not interested. Oh, what you need is a good rest. Go away and forget about this morbid joke. You still persist in calling it a joke, huh? I, I'm sorry, Walter. Walter, this is my last night. I haven't gone to the police to confess. I'm afraid. I, I'm terribly afraid. What happened to you in the elevator? Oh, I don't remember too clearly. I thought the operator was the man who's been phoning me. I spoke to him on the way down in his car. He told me he was just talking to pass the time when you suddenly seemed to go crazy. Maybe I am... I don't know. Take it easy, Roger. It's all Oh, it'll oh. never be over. What do you mean, never? I'm going to get myself up. You really are going crazy. I don't know the man who's been calling me, but I can't take this any longer. I'm going to tell the police the truth. The truth? Yes, Walter. Ten years ago, I did murder a man. His name wasn't Mike. It was George Matthews. He was my partner. Great Scott, Roger. It's it's unbelievable. Why do you think these calls began to drive me out of my mind? If it was just a joke, I'd have ignored these phone calls. And you did kill George Matthews in Oak City. Yes, it... In Oak City? How did you know it was Oak City? Why, I... I never I, told well, I, you I lived in Oak City. I never oh. told you it was Oak City this fellow Mike was supposed to have been murdered in. Look, Rogers, stop imagining. I I told you it's all over. And the plans for the Wilson building. You wanted that contract. You always did. Uh, excuse me, Roger. There's a phone. I've got to answer. No, Walter, I'll answer that phone. Maybe it's our friend. Roger, I think it would be better if Thank I... Right, Walter, it... I'm going to answer that phone if I have to knock you down first. Hello? Hello? Yes? Well, I guess it's all finished, Mr. Stone. I understand you got the contract. <laughs> Boy, you should have seen Stevens in the elevator. He almost went nuts. Would you mind repeating that? I said he almost... Wait. Who is this? Go on. What's the rest of it? Who is this? You're not Mr. Stone. He hung up. Roger. Please. Put that gun away, Roger. I once warned the voice over the phone that I carried a gun. Didn't he tell you? Put it away. We're, we can talk this out man to man. <laughs> yes, Walter, you made the same mistake I did. You were too greedy. It never works out. That call that the switchboard operator denied receiving, you planned that also, didn't you? I, I didn't know you'd killed a man, Roger. I, I asked the operator to say she hadn't received any calls, but it was all part of a harmless plan. It, it was all an accident. I I just wanted to frighten you into not finishing the plans. I, I needed the contract. Walter, you've given me a brilliant idea. Stay away from me. Stay away. No, Roger. Please, it was only a joke. Bad you didn't get the last laugh. That's right. Operator, get me the police. I want to confess a murder.
From shadows and stillness, mystery weaves a spell of strangest fascination, charging the mind with doubts and fears. For mystery is a strange companion, a living memory in the haunting power.